When I moved to Española five years ago with my late husband Ernesto, we came down 1,000 feet to a much warmer climate. At that time, I had the bad habit of throwing my kitchen waste into the trash. Later on trash day, guess what I found at the bottom of my trash bin outside after it was picked up? Maggots. I looked them up. A maggot is the larva of a fly. And flies, I learned, love to lay their eggs in that food I was throwing away. So I bought a black plastic bin and set it up in my backyard. And I found a small bucket with a lid for the kitchen waste and began to compost. I don't think I've produced the black rich soil promised in the instructions, however. But I did get rid of those maggots. So I jumped at the chance to learn more and to talk to three experts on composting. Sarah Pierpont is the executive director of the New Mexico Recycling Coalition, whose website declares, Waste is a resource. Since I wanted to cover composting mistakes first, I asked her why some compost stinks. Smell often means that it either is too wet or too much nitrogen. And so you can add a little bit more of that brown, that carbon, that drier material and give it a turn. Um, It shouldn't smell. Adeline Murthy is a sustainability specialist for the Santa Fe County Public Works Department, which is offering composting supplies and training to 40 families who don't have trash pickup in the county. She offered her thoughts on smelly compost. It's a great advantage that your kitchen trash isn't smelly. I empty my trash maybe once a month because there's almost nothing in there and it doesn't smell. So that's a great advantage of composting. Now meet the third person I interviewed about the upcoming composting help programs. Her organization features the motto, Feed the Land, Not the Landfill. Hi, my name is Juliana Ciano, and I'm the program director at Reunity Resources, and we are working with Santa Fe County to install backyard compost bins. Ciano explained the benefits of keeping yard and food waste out of the waste stream and put into composting. When you amend your soil with compost and plant something in it, you have turned your piece of land into a carbon sequestration machine. It's amazing. So now that healthy soil and healthy healthy plant matter is performing photosynthesis, which actually pulls carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere where it's harmful and sequesters it into the soil as carbohydrates where it's helpful. So amending your soil benefits not only you, your garden, your land, but also uh, works to mitigate climate change. That was enough to convince me. I want my land to be a carbon sequestration machine, too. The question is, how? Well, there's good news for those of us who have Wi-Fi and for Santa Fe residents who don't have trash pickup, Pierpont explained. So there's kind of two different options. The recycling coalitions are an online training where then we can answer questions and you know, Santa Fe County and Reunity Resources are doing more like hands-on training while they build the compost pile for you. Murthy explained that the Santa Fe County program sends installers to come to your backyard with straw bills or a recycled plastic bin. They will not only set up the composting system, but also explain how to use it. And they offer ongoing support when questions come up. The applications for the Santa Fe compost installations are due Monday, April 12th. For more information, search for Santa Fe County Sustainability online 
or call Adeline Murthy at 505-992-9862. To sign up for a one-hour class online, go to RecycleNewMexico.org and scroll down to Webinars and Trainings. These classes will take place this spring and summer. I asked Pierpont, who's overseeing the classes, what goes into a successful compost bin. For these trainings, you use a simple recipe. To make compost, you need carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, water, and then time. Airflow, we do by trying to have that bulking layer in it, in this system. In, in Juliana's more you know, large-scale system, they have air coming underneath the, the pile through, you know, through blowers. Carbon, we're just recommending you use your yard waste, your leaves, it could be uh, brown plants, you know, anything that's kind of brown, those sort of things. And then for nitrogen, we want you to use your food scraps and, and then water. And that's just sort of washing out your compost bin when you put it in. I have had to add water from the hose to my bin in the past. I asked Pierpont how a person can tell if the moisture content is right. And one of the best ways is when you have your, your food scraps from the kitchen, um, just fill it with water or rinse it out before you, you know, take it into the, the outside compost pile. That, that, that food waste is usually really wet. And when you add water, it's, it's even more wet. And um, it kind of helps to, to make sure there's enough and also to cover it. So if you're in the plastic black bins, you make sure you put the lid on. That helps to reduce evaporation. If you have a straw bale, you can put a layer of carbon on top, you know, whether that's a layer of leaves or kind of like mulching your compost or a tarp or something like that. So you want to make sure that, that you're doing as much as you can to keep that moisture in there because that moisture helps break down the material to make the, the compost we all want. I realized my bin is probably too dry and that I also need more bulky items like sticks, pine cones, and corn cobs to help with the airflow. Then we got to the big choice, the shovel or the worms. Both Siano and Murthy waxed on about red wiggler worms. Red wiggler worms like to eat food waste. They like especially um, sweet and juicy things like watermelon rinds and melons. And they do a lot of our composting work for us. One reason I really love worms is because they're a great indication of the health of your compost system. So if you dig into the compost a little bit and you see like thriving worms and lots of little baby worms, then it means you're doing a great job. But if they're kind of sparsely populated, then maybe you need more water or more browns or more greens. So that's a great way that um, I've managed my compost systems and it makes it really low maintenance and intuitive. Low maintenance and intuitive. That's my kind of soil production facility. And I looked up red wiggler worms. They're often sold at stores that have gardening supplies. Pierpont also noted where diversion of yard and kitchen waste stand in the bigger picture of recycling here in New Mexico. As the director of a recycling coalition, I often get a lot of inquiry and in, in, um, questions about like, you know, why is glass recycling so hard, plastics recycling, and those, has, those do have their challenges. But this giant percentage of what we're throwing away each year, 40% is compostable. So let's deal with that. Let's get that low hanging fruit out of the landfill first, and then we can address some of those harder to manage and harder to recycle items. Speaking to these three women who are working to help us start up, continue, or fine tune our composting systems, I felt inspired to add a little water and bulky materials to my compost bin. 
and perhaps a little well-seasoned sheep manure that Ernesto brought from our previous home as well. Can't hurt, should help. It's a chance to improve the air and soil in my own backyard and contribute to alleviating pollution. Plus, no more maggots and goodbye fears of stinky trash or compost. Hello, good soil. From my backyard in Española, I'm Deborah Beagle for KSFR News. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. See you. Can't please everyone 